All right, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast, brought to you by Red Triangle Sports. It's another uh, track by the Wolves. There, they've been uh, good on this this royalty free music site. It's about all the Wolves are good for. Uh, joining me from the Sea Wolves, Phil Bruce. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, I, uh, I resent that Wolves comment. Wolves are obviously more ferocious and definitely angrier and more dangerous than dogs are. Uh, wolves are sea wolves are not. Um, yeah, that's fine though. Uh, also joining me in studio, Shane Stein from Take Your Ball and Go Home. Thanks for thanks for having me, man. I appreciate uh, appreciate the invite over to the studio tonight. Yeah, and I just want to say, it actually didn't hit me. I think until like this past week. Is your name Phil making fun of Kaz's name like by going yes. by going the Come exact on. opposite of Desert Dog? It finally, like, I was always wondering, is that what you did? Or were you I, going uh, with the, uh, what, Stony Brook? Isn't, aren't they the Seawolves? Yeah, and it's all, there's also a minor league baseball team that, that's also the Seawolves. Uh, I was looking for some cool team names, and then that lined up exactly with my arch enemy. So <laughs> I, 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 I had to get it done. That was an easy choice. Yeah, I wasn't that sure wasn't if it was... Until, uh, until Big Boy Pants came along. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I, that did not get approved. I don't think we really disliked each other four years ago, though, when you set that team name. So yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Was this just a happy accident? Or yeah, were it's you... a happy accident. <laughs> I, I saw I saw this this horrible horrible relationship coming from a while away. You, the, the signs were there. <laughs> that's fair. Um, first, I need to congratulate Papa Taz. Um, Seventeen minutes ago, he adds a fourth grandchild to the mix. So. Uh, my sister just had her baby, uh, so Noah, Noah Clark has joined the Cos family. Good for you, Papa Cos. Yeah. Congrats. Um, and while my sister was delivering, my dad was texting me about the Mike Evans situation. So uh, <laughs> he's got his priorities in order. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. I love it. Yeah. Um, all right. So I don't think we really need to address that situation i'm sure that will all happen in emails um so let's get right to it and shane has some trivia for us tonight all right last uh i guess this is the last part of the year uh we might do a recap depending on who wins (laughs) sounds good all right anyway this is what we're going with tonight in 2006 ladanian tomlinson had 28 rushing touchdowns and added three receiving touchdowns for a total of 31 touchdowns on the season. There are currently only 13 players active that have more than 31 rushing touchdowns in their entire career. Can you name the 13 players with more than 31 rushing touchdowns in the NFL? Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson's number one. He has 106. Alright. Um, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is number nine. He has forty six. Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch is number two. He has eighty four. Cam Newton. Cam Newton is number five. He has fifty eight. Incredible to me. Mm-hmm. Number five active rushing <laughs> touchdowns is Cam Newton. 
like I'm going division by division and trying to think of good running backs. Oh, um, Frank Gore. Frank Gore's number three. Phil, working your way down the list. 77. LeGarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt is number six. 56 touchdowns. Cam Newton has more rushing touchdowns than LeGarrette Blunt. <laughs> That's just that a is great pretty stat. funny. That's good. <laughs> Always a reason for these questions. <laughs> Always a reason. I feel like your reason was Cam Newton because you just wanted to show everybody how ridiculous that was. Well, I mean, he was definitely part of it, but there's also. Uh, Few guys that might get a ring on the list this week. <laughs> well, I guess now only two, but there would have been three. <laughs> Is Mark Ingram on there? Mark Ingram's number eight. He has forty-nine. Wow. Um, Lev Bell. Le'Veon Bell's number eleven. He has thirty-five. We gotta get the, the top to the top. Let's, let's start at the top and work our way down here. We only have five names left. Four, seven, ten, twelve, and thirteen. Right. There, other than one, the other ones are pretty tough. I feel like Lamar Miller's been playing long enough. Lamar Miller has thirty-one exactly. He's number fourteen. <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> yep. Uh, LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy is number four. He has 68. Yeah, that was a good one. Mm. And there's one good... There's three left. One of them is a good good laugh here because he was rostered at one point this year. Oh, that can't be C.J. Anderson, is it? It's not C.J. Anderson. No, but it might be Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> Jonathan Stewart's number seven. He has 51 <laughs> rushing touchdowns. <laughs> 51 for Jay Stu. What, what did he do this season? He was drafted by me and did nothing. Yeah, did he even play a snap? I, I saw McCaffrey play like 97% of the snaps in Carolina. Like he's not even in Carolina. He was anymore, in New York. That's right. <laughs> I needed that Barkley handcuff. All right, so we have two left? Two names left. Uh, Yeah, three names Three. Left. Sorry. Three. AFC or, AFC or NFC? Um, oh, man. One of them is currently in the AFC. I think he's still rostered. <laughs> and two of them are in the NFC. CJ2K is not on our roster, is he? No, he's not. These are some pretty hard names. I mean, they're, they're well-known players. Um... Uh, Eddie Lacy's not on the roster. Um, Um, no, it's not going to be that guy. All all three of these guys, I believe, have been on a roster at some point this year in our league. Yeah. 
Um, um, I feel like this is a bad guess, but Doug Martin? Doug Martin is not on the list. He has okay. 29, I believe. Okay. Do you have, like, the total list? Do you, how many does Zeke have? I'm, I was just curious. I, don't I think, think Zeke has 29 as well. Yeah. Let's see here. Hold on. The name I keep throwing around in my head is Darren Sproles, but I don't think yeah. he's going to be on there. Um, did we say David? No, we didn't say David Johnson yet, but... David Johnson is number 15. He has okay. th- or tied for 14, sorry. 31 exactly. Oh, Nice. Alright, I'm going to give you one. Jamal Charles is number 10. Oh, yeah. It's 44. So that's the AFC. Yes. Um, and then two guys, 12 and 13. Some uh, some handcuffs at, at this point this year. At some point this year. It's not, it's not Ridley, is it? It's not. No. I'm going to give you... I'm going to give them to you guys. Lat Murray... I thought 12, about that. 34. I didn't even think that. And uh, Alfred Morris, 33. Ew, that's bad. 33 touchdowns. That's terrible. I thought of the Niners. I, I, oh, God. That's bad. It was a tough one, I felt like. Yeah, it was good, was, though. Uh, some of those names were tough. Cam Newton. All right. Um, we want to go over the top 10 keepers looking ahead to 2019. Um. I'm sure this will generate some discussion. Phil, do you have a prepared list as well? I don't. I'm trying to pull up the most recent um, most recent file, actually. Sorry. All right, no problem. I will start with my list, um, and then Shane can give his. We'll give you a little bit of time to catch up. Um, so I'm going to work backwards from my list. There are some uh, some names that did not make this list. Um, that I think are still good keeper options, but obviously we can only pick 10. So outside the top 10, I'll start with like my honorable mentions. Um, we'd have player Juju Smith-Schuster would be an honorable mention. Um, Mike Thomas, an honorable mention. Uh, Saquon, despite the price, I feel like he needs to be brought up um, as an honorable mention. Yeah top five player in fantasy <laughs> football. Uh, George Kittle deserves to mention at a dollar. Um, so <laughs> those are four honorable mentions here. The top ten, uh, it's... Wait, 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 wait. So those two wide receivers that you mentioned are very, very cheap, elite, top five plays going into next year. Yep. So I'm really curious to see if you have any... Wide receivers on your top ten. <laughs> he, he does not. I have one. I have, I have one wide okay. receiver. I have one wide receiver, okay. and I was going to get into that. Obviously, there are great wide receivers at good prices. You know, Mike Thomas and Juju as consistent as they get, but I do feel like the wide receiver position is one where you can generate a value without necessarily having a keeper. So, um, it might as you as you proved in the draft. Yes, there. my list is running back heavy. Um, one wide receiver, one quarterback, and one tight end. I feel like 
I had to add the tight end because when you yeah. look at the Fleetwood franchise, that is a team that kept two tight ends. Obviously, they go out and get Barkley. That can't be understated. But the advantage that that team has generated at that position by keeping those two players, um, I think, is part of the reason why they were able to get into the playoffs. And I also look at the teams that I have won the league with. Um, I had Travis Kelsey both years that I won the league, and um, Ebron has obviously been incredible for me this year. So I feel like that is a position where um, extreme advantage is generated. And then obviously Mahomes is on this list, and we we've talked about what Phil the stat what stats Phil has brought in about Mahomes um, and at that price. So my list working backwards. Uh, number 10 is Travis Kelsey, $22. Part of that with, with Mahomes, um, Kelsey, I, I would say, is his favorite target. Um, dominant player, wide receiver-esque stats at the tight end how, position. How, how far behind Ertz is, is Kelsey in, in terms of like total points this year? Do you, do you know offhand? Um, is, I is, can... it, is it close? I know Ertz just like blew everybody away. Um... Give me one second. It's coming up. So Ertz is the one tight end you, or um, Kelsey is the one tight end you have in your top ten, or did you say you had two? Kelsey is ahead of Ertz. Kelsey's ahead of Ertz by thirty-seven points. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I for some reason I thought Ertz like was blowing everybody away, like top five in total receptions. Kelsey's th- Kelsey's thirty points behind my number nine players, Devontae Adams, who's the number one wide receiver in football this year in our league. Yeah. So that to me just states how valuable Travis Kelsey is. Kelsey's um, or Ertz has had three clunkers in his last five weeks, yes. like real bad games. And I okay. was, yeah, it was it was definitely I think Ertz was the leader, but Kelsey's kind of taken off since Hunt went out, and Ertz has fallen back a little bit. Yeah. So Adams at nine, uh, number eight. I have Nick Chubb at a dollar. I like Chubb. Talked about that before. Um, feel like the Browns are trending up next year as well. So number seven, Pat Mahomes, one dollar. Um, he's number seven because he's not a running back, but uh, obviously he's an incredible keeper as well. Number six, James Conner, also a one dollar player. Gotta love the Steelers. He probably would have been higher on the list. Um, if not for the fact that it's it's just a system thing. Samuels has shown that he's been able to be not just as effective, but um, I can see Samuels getting some time next year in that offense. Number five, Melvin Gordon, $30. Uh, $1 more than Todd Gurley. Gordon's been uber productive this year. Still like that offense for next year. Number four, Zeke at 53 It's a big price tag, but... Can't argue what Zeke's done this year. Um, number so so let, let, let's let's talk about Zeke at fifty three because when I kept Bell at fifty two and I traded draft cash for to, to be able to do that, it wasn't. I got a ton of blowback from the league. Nobody thought that somebody should be kept at that high of a price. Uh, that was that was two years ago. In fairness, uh, um, my opinion has since changed on high price players. Um, just seeing what you know, McCaffrey at forty two has done to Spears this year. Uh, yeah. I think keeping. Okay, players... I, I, I agree with it, but it's a, a, it's a methodology that got a lot of criticism in the past. And 
Zeke was 53, like I said, and essentially when you kept Bell, you kept him for 74 because he was 49 and you traded 25. So he probably would have been with Barkley, who's 75 right outside my top 10 at that point. Um, McCaffrey's number three at 47. Kamara, number two at $6. And Todd Gurley is, I think, the top keeper in the league at $29 for next year. Okay, um... I'm going to go from my top 10 down as well. I start at number 10, Melvin Gordon. I have $30. I um, think it's just a reasonable price for a top six running back, top seven running back. 30 bucks, pretty good price. Um, I'm going to have a little more receivers on my list, I think, than, than Kaz had. I think I have four guys here that are receivers. I'm going to go Juju Smith-Schuster at nine for 10 bucks. Um Pretty good deal on Juju there for the production he's putting up. He's yeah, and he would he was like I said he was third out of my wide receiver keepers. Thielen would have been fourth, uh, Reek Hill fifth. Um, I've seen some things from Hill in the last couple of weeks that aren't exciting. He he really struggles to catch the ball. Um, he's yeah. a super athlete, but um, and Thielen's obviously good. I have I would have Juju third on that list. Mike Thomas second. And Adams first, and it's just a quarterback thing for me. I like Rodgers, and I like Breeze better than Ben next year. So yeah, I uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm not in a, I'm not on the same obviously on the same page in the whole running back thing as you guys. I think I, I look at things a little bit differently. Obviously, you're cheap too. I am, and I'm a cheap guy. <laughs> I'm a cheap guy. I like I like discounts, I like some bargains. Yeah. Um. So with that being said, I'm going to go number eight. I I still have David Johnson in there. Fourteen bucks. I still think it's a really great price. And if you look, he hasn't had that bad of a year. <laughs> Forgot I mean, to mention him as he was an honorable mention for me as well. For Forgot. as bad as everyone thinks he is, it's just he didn't have the top five guy season. He's still, I don't even know, but I'm guessing he's like right around an RB1 fringe. Um, like, he is. I'm guessing he's like, I think he's like right around the 12th, 13th running back, maybe even. 12th running back. Yeah. I don't see that offense getting better. That's the only thing. I, I have legitimate concerns about Rosen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that he's um, going to ever be the guy that's, hey, top three pick in, the, in your draft every year again. But if you say sign me up for a $14 running back that's going to be the, the, the RB12, I'll, I think that <laughs> you're going to take that and that's going to be somewhere near your top ten. Yep. Um, anyway, Nick Chubb, I'm in on him as well. Seven, one buck. Um, I think uh, he's the real deal. And I think the Browns are going to be probably the best team in the AFC North in the next few years. If not if not <laughs> next year, it'll yeah. be, I think Ben's got two years left. And yeah. then once Ben's gone, I think it's their division. Yes. Um, number six, I'm going to go Pat Mahomes for a buck. Guy's ridiculous. Probably the best quarterback I've ever seen. <laughs> um, I don't see anyone that's going to be able to stop him for a long time. So, for a buck, great deal. Uh, top five, Mike Thomas for eighteen. I think he's a he's a freak, and eighteen bucks for Mike Thomas. I mean he's he's going to be a lock for a top top five receiver. Um, Tyreek Hill twenty one goes along with my Mahomes thing. I mean, there's just it's impossible to cover him. I think he's, he's as good as a lock as you can get for <laughs> for a receiver. I mean, twenty one bucks for a guy that I don't know. It's just unstoppable the way they play. You're not going to be able to stop him as long as he stays healthy. He's he's going to be a top five receiver. Um, 
Devontae Adams is number three for me. 15 bucks. He's proven that, I mean, he's obviously a top, what, three receiver in, in the NFL right now. Maybe even the best one. Um, doesn't really have to fight for targets. <laughs> he's the only guy there, and they just feed him the rock. So... He's number three for me, and then obviously... Um, can I just give a Devontae Adams stat that I saw on Twitter this week? In PPR standard leagues, Devontae Adams is the only player in the NFL this year to go over 15 points every single week this year. Sign sign me up for 15 yeah. a week for a wide receiver. <laughs> I'm taking that. Yeah. So that's that's incredible to me. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've come to appreciate him this year. I have him in our other league. Yeah. I mean... He's just basically carried me every week. <laughs> um, it was like maybe two years ago I thought this dude was terrible. Yeah. And Rodgers threw at him all the time. I couldn't figure it out. He had Nelson and Cobb. He'd always throw to Adams. Adams seemed to drop every other pass then, and he's really made himself into something. Yeah. Yeah, he's just incredible. And then top two, I mean, I don't think it's any secret. It's Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley. Um, I think they're the best two keepers in our league. and We'll be again next year. Don't think it's particularly close. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Phil. Rip us apart. When you factor in price. Yeah. When you factor in price, Kamara's got to be up in the top two. There are better players than Alvin Kamara. Yes. Like two uh, or yeah. three my, better my players. My list is pretty similar. The, um, Kyle, did you have McCaffrey? I had, him, I had him third. Third. Yeah, yeah. And that, okay, that, so. more, is a, that more is a compliment to Spears for having the stones to keep a player at 42 um, because I don't think a lot of people would have done that and I think he was a little bit progressive in our league in the thought that um, he just bought into a dude that he liked a yeah lot. that was having some belief that yeah. was having like that wasn't a I mean a surefire thing yeah. keeping a guy like McCaffrey for, you don't even know if he was going to be the workhorse yeah <laughs> I, I drafted CJ Anderson in a lot of leagues in best ball leagues just in case um yes. And this guy has shown that he is an elite player. So yeah, yeah, I to- totally agree on that. Um, he had an amazing camp. So there were a lot of reports coming out that this was this kind of season was coming. Um, so when he kept him in forty two, I, I wasn't really surprised. I was just hoping that he wasn't going to get kept, and I was going to be able to get him for like less than seventy in the draft. But I, I agree, he's he's definitely up there. I think um, one of the names that got mentioned i would probably sub in aaron jones somewhere on that list just because he's a buck so and yeah i he, thought yeah good and and he's got similar production for the, the weeks that he was he, he flashed enough potential that, that i think he's he's worth somebody trying to make a move and, and throw a dart throw out there with him i think he's been very similar in production to chubb for, for the weeks that Here, here's the, the thing the i consider i considered aaron jones as well but for some reason, I feel like his team hates him. Like, there's something wrong there. There's going to be a new coach this year. Rodgers likes him. Yeah. Um, so that helps. The reason yeah. why he didn't make my list is because I was assuming all things relative and he won't be a keeper next year if I don't trade him. Yeah. So that's why I, That's yeah. why he didn't make my list. Yeah, that should be an easy trade for anybody that's looking for a keeper. But um... Yeah, I'll be working Shane. <laughs> Now that he well, won't have get, Mike Evans, you can pencil me in for the five dollar draft cash for Aaron Jones. <laughs> he had the suspension, right? And then he was out for a few weeks with just he, he was on the outs with the team. And then when he came back and they gave him gave him the touches, he was phenomenal. I'm gonna miss him and a that, lot this week. I will say yeah. that. 
despite the stinker he put up last week, which killed me in another league. But well, he I, was, I think he hurt, got hurt on the second drive, so it's a stinker, yeah. but not his fault. What are you going to do? Um, so I have Michael Thomas at 10, Aaron Jones 9, Chubb 8, Zeke 7, McCaffrey 6, Connor 5, uh, Devontae Adams 4, Hill 3, and then Kamara Gurley. So I, I was... I'm really high on, on Tyreek Hill, a lot higher than Kaz. I, I know you are. I think he's by far the, the, the best wide receiver keeper option just because of how unstoppable he can be. And he has such boom potential every game that he's that guy that can week 14, 15 go off and, and win you a game no matter what other players you're putting out there on your roster. So so to me, that's, that's super valuable, and, and that's why I've got him so high. McCaffrey could probably be higher on, on my list. He could probably be over Connor. I I just thought with the, the the value, if I can get Connor plus forty bucks versus McCaffrey, I don't know. I I think it's really close. Let me ask you this, Phil. You're the Steelers guy. I had Connor on my list initially, and then I thought to myself, I was like, no way. Um, how worried are you that Jalen Samuels eats into that, and the Steelers finally go with a with a two back system? I'm not, I'm not worried about it at all. They've never done it. They they never will. You don't think so? You don't think no, they're, they're, they're you don't think they'll see what they have in Samuels? He's looked he's looked okay the last two weeks. Looks like he can play. <laughs> he he's looked okay, but they've had that in the past where they I mean, what kind of action did James Conner get behind Le'Veon Bell? I don't think they right? felt James Conner was very. But good. But they didn't know that Conner could play. I don't yeah, think. <laughs> I don't think they felt Conner was very good until they saw him they play took, this they, year. They took him in what second round. He was a third-round pick. Um, third, 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 he had a first-round grade. He was a third-round pick because of his medical history. Yeah, but th- they also had Le'Veon Bell, who was a proven commodity that they knew was great. Yeah. Like, they knew he was great. There was no use taking Bell out of the game when you know you have a player that good. I don't, I don't – if they had a ton of confidence prior to this season in Connor, I don't see why you offer Bell a long-term deal. And it, it wasn't necessarily a long-term deal, but it was a three-year deal, I think. Yeah. But they also gave him a deal that they were comfortable with. They didn't blow him away with guaranteed money or, or anything else. If he was irreplaceable, they yeah, but they were they were willing to say, money. "Hey, we're going to give you fourteen million over the next three years, like every year for the next three years." Like that's basically saying you're our guy. Like we don't really think we have anything behind you. <laughs> the, the, the point of it is, there's question marks with a lot of players. There's definitely a question mark with Connor. He's, he's been out. He's had a few fumbles, even though his fumble rate is right in line with what Le'Veon Bell does. He's going to get the first crack at it. That offensive line is so good that it, it, it's it's not going to matter. Once he comes back and, and takes over the carries, we'll be able to see in the playoffs, right? Like the, the, the remaining two games, if he doesn't play this week, next week we'll be able to see his usage. And then the following, and you'll be able to say, okay, yeah, he's a top five keeper or a top ten keeper, or, or he's not. Either way, I'm going to be taking a dart throw on him for a buck just because the situation's too good and, his week where he's played, he's been a top three play. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. yeah I, I, absolutely. I think he's a good player. I, I like Connor. I, I'm just worried as far as, like, keeper-wise fantasy purposes. I mean, Jalen Samuels has looked pretty good. <laughs> um, that's, but to, to me, that's a good thing because that means that their offensive line is, is that good that they can plug in anybody. So when Connor comes back and he gets the reins, boom, yeah, the opportunity is going to be there. Yeah. 
Um, just going back to Tyreek Hill, he had four games under 10 points. Um, not that that is a big thing, but that um, that's why that's one of the reasons why he didn't make my list. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of wide receivers, like a lot of those top receivers that have really, really bad games. Like I know. I've all... I've also seen, I think, three or four plays this year where he was wide open for a touchdown and the ball, like, hit him in the shoulder or the face mask. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, a supreme athlete, but there's some hand-eye yeah. issues oh, there, yeah. too. So. He feel like he's going so fast that, like, yeah. he can't even control yeah. the body. <laughs> he's just moving the so quick. The, the X factor, too, is, as a fantasy player, Mahomes to Hill is so exciting to watch. Any play from anywhere on the field could be a touchdown. Like, that... That doesn't get any more exciting as a fantasy owner, so he gets bumped up a, a little bit for, for that purpose as well. Sure. <laughs> All right. Like when I was playing, I forget who I was playing against. Um, I don't remember if they had Mahomes or if they had uh, Hill, but the Patriot game, it was a Sunday night game. They rattled off a 75-yard touchdown on like the, the, the opening drive or um, the fourth quarter drive that they needed to go down and score. It was, it was phenomenal. I, I, mean, like, I, I lost, but it was awesome to watch. So I think we're all in the general ballpark. All the guys you mentioned that I didn't have on my list, I would have had as honorable mentions. So, um, any other honorable mentions? There's some guys Anything I had on my. Else? I mean, we talked about Thielen. How about Kenny Galladay for a dollar? I felt like that was a a decent keeper. Yeah, he um, didn't make my list because I don't think I think Scherzer's got better keepers. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, overall yeah. in the league, though, I feel like he's he's like not, he's not top ten in my eyes, but he's that's a solid keep. Um, other guys I thought about, considered uh, George Kittle. He's talked about for a yep. dollar. Um, he's out proven that he's gonna, probably going to be a top three tight end here for a, for a while. Um, oh, one one point on the Travis Kelsey thing, I completely disagree. With. So, what's his price going to be next year? Twenty two. Yeah. What is the number one tight end going to go for next year? What, what's what's he going to go through if you throw him back forty? Yeah, I was going to say I paid forty for Gronk this year. I think I'd pay more for Kelsey. So, so let's say, say Kelsey goes 40. That, that, that's, not a, that's not a big difference there that makes him that valuable of a keeper in my eyes. What would you pay for a top 10 wide receiver? Because that's essentially what he's been this year. Uh, well, we saw like Baldwin and, and Landry go for 55. They, they were probably on the outer of the top. They were probably top 15 yeah. going into the draft this year. And then you saw the elites go 75, 85, 95. I, I mean, I think Kelsey could command 60 if he were to get thrown back in under our new bidding format where everyone kind of... I'd say he goes for just under 50. Maybe. I, I, don't, I don't think I see 45, it. 45, 46. On, I don't think I see it. Just because I feel like that's also a position where people are just say, I'll punt. <laughs> yeah. Like, some people like it, some people don't. So there's not, there's not enough interest I don't think as far as I, he had yeah, a one point I, he had a one point game this year already at two in week one so put that in in there as well um, we have a catch for five yards <laughs> uh, a 1.1 one catch for six <laughs> yards first game against the Chargers I just have such a tough time believing that tight ends can go for fifty dollars and quarterbacks aren't going to go for more than 15 like I, I, I can't get over that There are about 15 startable quarterbacks. There's probably five, five startable, startable tight ends <laughs> at, at, at that same caliber. Yeah. That's the difference, I guess. Yeah. Fair. 
I mean, once you get past the first five tight ends, you're yeah. basically just saying, hey, I hope you put up six points this week, seven points. <laughs> like, get me so, something. Um, so, what are the teams? Any, any, I know, cause your team does. Any other team have two of those keepers that we mentioned? Well, uh, Fegley has Hill and Gordon. Oh, yeah. Um, Spears has Mahomes and McCaffrey. You have Connor and Juju. Someone um, has Gurley and Kamara. I forget about who that is. We talked about that yeah. already. <laughs> I'd be interested to see if you guys feel like Dalvin Cook is an honorable mention. We've seen him be pretty elite uh, last him. week, so that would be Cook and Thomas. Um, definitely need to be talked about. I think I've, my got, da- I've got him highlighted, but here's so much. It, he's missed a lot more games than he's Correct. played. It, it, it's tough. If he so puts if, if he puts his together. Price was lower, if he puts together a 16-game season, he's, I think, a slam-dunk top 10. Yeah. But I think any running back that puts together a 16-game <laughs> season should be. Um, no, Papa Cos, we didn't, nobody mentioned his so, two keepers. Sonny Michelle's on my list. But he's, he's Cup, Cup and Michelle are two good keepers. Yeah. So I have Sonny Michelle here as an honorable mention. Just I feel like we had to talk about him. Um, and I have Cooper Cup. And then the last name that I have that we didn't talk about that I still have. I want to see what you guys think about Calvin Ridley at two bucks. I felt like, I feel like he has potential. I'm not, I think he's a year away from being a stud. It's almost going to, I think mirror how Julio took over for Robbie White. Eventually. That's that's, that's what I'm saying. Julio's got to slow down eventually. Um, He's been in the league for a while now. Um, It's got to eventually, they got to bring someone else into the fold. Um, it's kind of how it worked before with Roddy White, like you said, and I feel like Ridley could be that guy. I don't. I'm not saying Ridley's going to be Julio Jones. I don't think he's that level of player, but for two bucks, I, I think I think you throw him back and you get him for 15 in next year's draft and, and, and hope he pops. I don't. I, I don't waste a keeper spot on him. I like him, but oh, I, I mean, I I know Fegley's not away. going to keep him, yeah. but I mean, yeah, I have no one to keep. <laughs> I mean, I could take a chance on a guy like that for two bucks. Nobody mentioned Phil Lindsay. Can't keep him. For I, I know you can't keep him, but I mean, if I have Zeke for fifty-three and I'd mentioned Barkley at seventy-five, if you don't make any moves, you'd have to consider it. Yeah, Michelle's Michelle's an interesting name. I think Michelle, you have to watch the next two weeks because they don't have a deep threat anymore. They're going to be focused on the run game. If Michelle does well the next two weeks, you keep him. If he doesn't, I think you you, you gotta you gotta move on. I mean, here's where he's I like had, he's had like five games that are really really bad in a row. Here's where I like Michelle. Um, I mean, I'm obviously the the in-house Patriots guy. Um, we've talked about it this week where we we all kind of agree that I mean Brady's done. He's just about done. And if he's going to continue to play like he says he is. I mean, they're going to have to go like the Saints have, and they're going to have to run the ball a lot. <laughs> they're going to have to they're going to have to rely on the run. So maybe they start going with the the Saints approach, where they have a two two headed monster in the backfield, Michelle, someone else, where they're they're just pounding the ball like forty times a game, and that's going to be their formula. Um, but if it doesn't happen the next two weeks, it's not going to happen. Well, he's definitely going to do something the next two weeks. They have the Bills and the Jets. They're gonna do whatever they can to keep Brady healthy. I think he should he should pop these last two weeks. And, and those are must win games for them. Correct. So he either pops or if 
if he has another week like he's had, then it's, I mean, it's time to move on. You can't you can't even risk it for two dollars because they don't think that highly of him in New England. Well, I mean, Papakaz is gonna risk it for two dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. keeping him. Yeah, he's definitely keeping him. Unless he Look trades here. for someone. Go go go! Pull up here. Let me let me pull up. But we're trying to predict the future here. I, I understand that Michelle's stat lines aren't going to be – he was hurt. He, he's not going to have a tremendous stat line all the time. It's a New England offense still where you don't know who's going to be the guy that particular week. But I'm saying I think I feel a shifting in the in the pattern here where the Patriots are going to have to change their ways a little bit. They can't be a team that says, hey, we're going to rely on Tom Brady to throw the ball all over the place. He can't do that anymore. When, when was he hurt? His last three games, 7.5, 5.7, 5.9. And he was hurt before that leading into those games. I'm, I'm not even looking at it before that because there's, yeah, three zero zero three point one. 0, 3.1. I mean, there's some real stinkers in there. Are you listening to anything that I'm saying to you? <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you, so you don't feel that the Patriots are going to have to change the way they play? I am, but I'm saying they're going to they're going to change it right now because they don't have Josh Gordon anymore. Okay. They're going to change it week 16 and 17. If he pops, then you keep him. If he doesn't, then if if they haven't changed over the next two weeks and in the playoffs, then they're not going to change. They're going to keep doing whatever they're doing with James White and just running a wide receiver back there. And then they shouldn't have used the first round pick on a running back. <laughs> first round pick is, I mean, it's, they always have like the second or last pick in the first round. It's not. It's still a first-round pick, but it's not anything close to the value that these other teams have. Well, the value of taking him in the first round is they get a fifth-year team option instead of not having that. The first-round picks get that extra year. So they're, I think they're definitely committed to him long-term. That's why you take him in the first round instead of hoping he doesn't get to you or hoping he gets to you in the second round. That's why teams trade up at the end of the first first round for quarterbacks. Are we ready to preview the third place game? Boo. Let's do it. Weevils versus Curtin. Third time these teams are meeting up this year. Um, Curtin won both matchups before that for 110 110 to 94 in week 13 and 141 to 109 in uh, the first week of the season. Uh, The Curtin with a much better performance last week in the semifinals. Uh, just wasn't enough as Spears' team went went nutty. Um, it is fair to mention that Eddie would have beaten me if the bracket had been different. Um, so he did have a good week last week, just not enough for the 170-point effort that Ice Cream put up. Uh, the Weevils had a bad effort, as we kind of predicted on the podcast last week. They needed Odell Beckham to play. He's questionable again this week. Julio Jones, also questionable. Um, Atlanta, with nothing to play for, definitely have something to worry about on the Weevils' side of the ledger, um, as well as some of the players on the Curtin side of the ledger. Definitely, you need to be worried about there. So, um, my question will start off with the Curtin, since they're the higher seed. Um, we got Ben Roethlisberger at New Orleans, or Matt Ryan at Carolina. Um... What do you guys think as far as who the curtain should start at quarterback? I think Roethlisberger's definitely feeling the ribs. That's part of why I'm asking this. Yeah, but he also might be milking that injury. We don't we don't know. He he tends to complain about how hurt he is, and then 
have some big games to just show, hey, look, look at how good I can be, even though I'm overcoming these injuries and I'm so tough. I think Big Ben's going to have a pretty good week this week at, at New Orleans. Um, I know their defense is pretty good, but the Steelers aren't going to play a lick of defense on, on Sunday, and um, I think they'll be coming from behind, and it's going to be a high-scoring affair. And I, I, I think Big Ben and, and Breeze are going to wash in this matchup. Yeah, I'm going to Roethlisberger as well this week. Um, I don't know that he can really go wrong. I kind of like both, but I'm going to go ben, Big Ben because I think it's going to be a shootout in New Orleans. Um, I like both teams to get into the high 20s, possibly 30. I think he's going to – I think you have to play Ben. I agree with you guys, but I think it's much closer than you think. Um, so I like Ryan this week. There's just a lot of stuff in Atlanta is not looking good. I could see – then maybe sitting Matt Ryan down at the end of the game. Um, we'll see. That There's a lot of bad reports coming out of Atlanta that a lot of changes coming to the coaching staff this offseason. Probably Sark won't be back. Probably a good thing for Atlanta. So Sark's a good coach. He's just not, it's just not working there. Uh, yeah, I used to feel the same way. I'm not, I'm not, I gotta see it now because... I thought he would be just fine there, and that team hasn't been very good with him. Uh, Dalvin Cook at Detroit. Can this new-look Minnesota offense keep it up? Detroit's been tough against the run. I think the Lions are actually going to pull this game out. Um, I think Cook has an okay affair. He's going to play okay, maybe 80 yards on the ground and a touchdown, but I think Detroit is actually going to upset Minnesota this weekend. Um, yeah, I like Cook this week. Of course, no reason not to. Detroit's run defense is terrible. Um, yeah, Donald Cook's going to have a big week. All right, and then um, would you start Doug Martin at home against Denver or would you start Kenyon Drake at home against Jacksonville? I, I would go with Drake. The... Um... I think the boom potential is too high, and looking at what Doug Martin just did, nine carries for 39 yards last week, not, not, I don't want that in my lineup. Man, that's a tough one. <laughs> that is a tough one. Um, I think I'm still going to go Doug Martin, though. I think the Raiders win this game on Monday Night Football. I got a scary... He's got an inkling. I think Martin's probably the better bet for a touchdown, so I guess that's why I would probably lean Martin. It's I don't like Martin at all. I told Eddie last week he probably shouldn't play him, but Miami clearly hates Kenyon Drake. Um, they were giving Frank Gore carries, and then when Gore got hurt, Ballage got 12, 12 carries. So I mean, we're looking at this. Ed doesn't have to play Doug Martin. <laughs> I mean, he no, has, he doesn't. He has four running backs in there right now. No, he doesn't have to. He um, could definitely find his wide receiver core is pretty weak though too. I feel. I mean, I feel like you could go find a receiver maybe on the wire. He right should now probably yes. They could probably play. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of wire ads on this team. Doug Martin, Deshaun Hamilton, Samuels. That's a, that's a lot of wires to be starting in a third place matchup. Yeah, injuries kind of decimated him with Emmanuel Sanders going out and uh, Drake not being what he thought it would be, and the the wide receiver position other than Thomas and Sanders never really got addressed with. A lot there, so that that trade chip Geist just 
that just wasn't able to turn into anything like that we thought it would be. We didn't mention him on top ten. No, I I know he's in consideration to be kept by Eddie. Um, he'll definitely think about it as a dollar, but it's uh, that's a lot of risk to put in there. So at this point, I think you have to keep him just because he's been offered as a trade option so many times as a keeper. Yet. Just to save face, you got to keep him. I'll let you and him hash that out of the playoff party. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can talk about that. We'll, put, we'll lock in a room and let you two figure that out together. All right. <laughs> uh, let's move over to the Weevils. He's got Breeze in the starting lineup. I don't think we need to talk about that. Um, Breeze and Luck, both pretty good matchups, but if there's a game for Drew Breeze to get right, it's a nationally televised game late 4.30 slot at home against Pittsburgh. The chance to clinch the one seed? Yes. Yeah. Um, Put me in for that. I don't have a lot of questions on Bulls team. Any, It's pretty cut and dry. There's really nobody on the bench worth playing. Um, so I'll let you guys just give me some comments on Bulls team. It's going to be about injuries, right? Um is it going to be cold in Carolina? Is Julio going to be in long sleeves? I, I, I don't know. So even if he plays, I don't know if he's a great play. But um, if Julio and Beckham play, this this team has a really good shot. If one of them doesn't, there's a pretty significant drop-off in talent there. And it, that's it's going to be tough to overcome. Now, that, that being said, you can probably go to the wire and, and grab some pretty even matchups to what Ed has in his lineup. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think it's insurmountable. Just for our listeners at home, the last time that Phil mentioned Julio in long sleeves, he went for eight for 106 and two scores. And he did not wear long <laughs> sleeves in that game. <laughs> yeah, it was not, it was unseasonably hot. <laughs> it was like day. 26 degrees or something in, yeah. in Green Bay. Yeah. And you're worried about him in the cold weather. <laughs> have, have we ever seen a third place matchup with money on the line where both teams are starting an Oakland running back. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that for Bull. My question mark would be, can I get Jalen Richard out of my lineup? Um, and the thing is, I feel like he hasn't even been that bad. I mean, he's had some clunkers. I mean, he's a, he's like he looks like an RB2 in, on my team. Yeah. That's kind of what he looks like. Yep. <laughs> Uh, who do you guys have winning the third place game? Who's taking home that twenty five dollars? Um, uh, Bull's gonna take this home. It's not close. He's he's gonna roll this week. I'm gonna go with still curtain. I'm gonna take the curtain. I will take the curtain as well. All right, now to the championship sitting here with the trophy on the desk of the studio there's there's two team names on the trophy that will not change for next year so uh, it's either going to be the dogs getting their third in four years or the sea wolves getting their second in four years ice cream ice cream cream. don't give him that don't give him that i'm sorry ice cream that's a huge mistake by me (laughs) to say that uh projections look pretty close right now it's uh about a six point spread uh, dogs are favored. Um, we'll start off with the the home dogs. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Kirk Cousins. I said I would start Baker. 
I got laughed at for that. Um, no better week to start him, I'd say, at home against Hugh Jackson and the Cincinnati Bengals. You guys agree? I, too, yeah. would go with Baker over Kirk this week. Yeah, revenge game for Baker. He's, he said a lot of stuff about Hugh out in the media. Got to think he's going to perform and, and do everything he can. To This is one of those where even if they're up, by two or three touchdowns, they're still going to be throwing it. So I, I, I do like Mayfield. Um, okay. Gurley at Arizona. Obviously, we like Gurley, but he's banged up. Probably won't practice this week. So I'm just hoping he can fall into the end zone uh, twice. That's that's my goal here with Gurley. So I'll, I'll, save, uh, I'll save Shane predicting 30 points for him again. Yeah, I mean... If he plays, I mean, he's going to be the high scorer in this matchup. i got to feel like um, Arizona's run defense is, well, their defense in general is just pathetic, their team in general. Um, if Gurley gets a Gurley workload, I mean, he's going to score 30 points. <laughs> There's no stopping that. Rams also need to win because the Bears are right behind him and the Bears have the tiebreaker. So I don't see a way that Gurley doesn't play. And then, like I said, I'm just hoping for two touchdowns. Biggest risk is going to be if they're up by two scores early and they say, you know what, let, let's let them sit for a bit just because he's been banged up. But even in that case, if they're up two scores, he's probably likely having the two scores. So, yeah, lock and load, RB1, elite play. <laughs> awesome you have them. Uh, I have some concerns about T.Y. Hilton this week. It's a good matchup at home against the Giants. Hilton made a comment, uh, I think Monday, that he made his ankle mad by playing on Sunday. So I definitely have some concerns. Another guy looks like he probably won't practice this week. Uh, My team has been incredibly healthy all season, just like last year. But uh, Gurley banged up Aaron Jones to the IR, and these Hilton question marks are making the dogs look a little vulnerable this week. I'm not concerned about T.Y. Hilton at all. I think he's going to be... I'm, cons- I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. That's a weird comment to make, and I, I saw that too, Cause I, I don't know why he he said that this might be a decoy game, but that being said, I, I think you still have to start him over Corey Davis or, or Mark Ingram. Yes, I agree, and, you know... I'm hoping Hilton plays, obviously, because I don't want to have to run out Corey Davis or Mark Ingram. I don't even really want to play Jarvis Landry, honestly. Uh, but if Hilton doesn't play, I have to feel really good about Eric Ebron this week. Yep. What do you guys think is going to happen in KC at the running back situation at the running back position this week? I wish I knew, buddy. Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. I got both of those guys in the, in the other league. Should say playing. Shane is playing for a title this week in another league. I so. am. I am. Teabag. Teabag ownership. Our our sister team is playing for a for a ship in a different league. I got both both heads of the the KC backfield now, and uh, I wish I got some clarity. But I think that Damian Williams is going to be a play either way, um, especially in PPR. But that's a tough matchup, isn't it? You, even if it's going to be split carries at Seattle. Yeah, I, I'm going to say more so in PPR. I think he's a better play. Obviously, I think it. He gets most of his work this week out of the backfield, catching some balls on third down. Um, but I still think he's a bet for double digits. What? So Spencer Ware is—is is he 
definitely playing. Is he definitely going to be active Sunday? Up in the air right now. Um, hasn't been decided, but it's looking like he's going to. Yeah. It's tough. I, I wonder if Andy Reid even knows what that situation is going to be. I, I, I don't know. Williams played so well last week that I don't know how you don't give him at least an opportunity. Well, it's tough because he's got the Sunday night late game, so I mean... <laughs> yeah, that Sunday night game is going to loom large for this matchup. Yeah, I, I'd play him just knowing that, hey, he played so well last week that he's at least going to get half the carries, and half the carries in that offense is still a pretty good workload. Yeah, I'm hoping for 15 touches. Maybe 10 carries, 3 or 4, maybe 5 catches. And that, that to me is worth it. I just don't know if he's going to be the goal line guy if where's there. That's what I'm a little worried about. Hence why I picked up some insurance there with uh, Kellen Bellage. Uh He was really good <laughs> last week. I, I, don't, I don't know if it's Ballage, Bellage. Um, the funny thing about him is I had him a lot in best ball leagues. And I told Eddie at the start of the season when we were kind of talking about best ball leagues, I said... Uh, I, I like Balage to be this year's Alvin Kamara. Uh, totally wrong on that. Drake ended up... Uh, actually, I didn't think the Dolphins would give Frank Gore carries. They did, uh, for whatever reason. The rebuilding team decided to build their team around Frank Gore, and that's probably why the Dolphins are where they're at. But he looked good, and if there's one thing I know about Jacksonville, it's that that locker room has quit. Yeah. So that's why this is interesting to me. They have given up. But I just don't know, like... To put Balage in the lineup again over Landry or Williams is going to take some stones. So I gotta, I gotta dig deep and make that decision this weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you you don't get that. You get the Balage Balage at one o'clock, and you got to decide right away if you're going to go with that guy. And then, I mean, if you play him, you really don't have a chance to to get the Kansas City backfield Williams in your lineup if if need be. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Because I mean, where gets ruled out? I'm actually considering playing him over Landry. I think okay. I'm. I think I'm keeping Williams in. It's funny. I'm locked into Baker, but in no way do I feel like that's tied to Landry. I feel like Baker doesn't need Landry to have a good game. Okay. I think that's right. Um, a little worried about Cooks this week as well. We'll see. He has just hasn't been good in the last couple of weeks. Part of that's tied to golf. They need to, they need to do something with him, and I'm I'm excited about Alvin Kamara this week. Obviously, at home against uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> so I've got a decision to make a defense. Got a decision to make it the flex. Hoping the best for Hilton and Gurley. Um, but other than that, it's kind of where we're at. I can say I probably won't see Corey Davis. Um, there's no way I'm taking a chance on a Saturday game here with a player like that. So. Yeah. yeah, you can't start Davis. All right, uh, let's move over to ice cream. I have to say, just first and foremost, I am terrified of uh, Patrick Mahomes Sunday night, just having to watch him and hope that he doesn't have a Mahomes game. At Seattle, probably can't ask for a better situation than that, I guess. I mean, maybe at Chicago, I'd like to see more so, but... Um, at Seattle is going to be a tough place to play. Seattle needs to win, obviously. So hoping uh, maybe the Chargers put a little pressure on the Chiefs and the Chiefs, you know, are feeling that a little bit. 
but obviously Mahomes is a safe bet for 20. Yeah, this is a dream matchup for you, though. At Seattle, ball control offense, they're going to run it. They're going to try and keep it out of the, you know, the Chiefs' hands. You, you couldn't ask for a, a, a better matchup in championship league against Mahomes. So, good for you. But I he'll, he'll get a 20. Yeah. But he's not going to get – he's not going to put up his 50-burger that he does once in a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you could ask for a really a better – maybe maybe at the Bears, <laughs> something like that, like we saw with the Rams. I mean – can't ask for a better environment for him to have to go into um, and have to play in. I mean, you don't like that. It's a Sunday night game, but maybe you do because that's Seattle Stadium on a Sunday night primetime game. You've seen how loud it gets, how flustered offenses get in that, that environment. Um, it's got to slow down Mahomes a little bit. I also will say, and I don't subscribe to this at all, so I don't want to say, but there are people that think that Andy Reid can't coach in December. So <laughs> I think that's stupid. I think Andy Reid's incredible. Um, but there, that that definitely is a narrative that some people try to push for whatever reason. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it, Mahomes is, is going to score twenty points, but it's you got to like the fact that he, you got to feel good about him not blowing up this week to to ruin the match. Yeah, <laughs> ruin the matchup. I was really hoping I saw that Christian McCaffrey didn't practice today. Got really excited, and then they said it was uh, for rest purposes. So I was hoping they might do what they did with. Cam and say, you know, we're going to let McCaffrey kind of, he's gotten a ton of work. Like Phil said, he's played like 97% of the snaps. Um, but the fact that he is going to play and Cam won't be there, just I feel like he's going to touch the ball 40 times. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's against Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm going to go out on a limb here and just look at this team and say, if they win, this is probably the best team we've ever seen. Being able to lose Kareem Hunt, not have that handcuff, and still be able to win is, is phenomenal. I mean, if you're going to lose a, an RB1 at that point in the season and still be able to win, I mean, hats off. It's, it's an awesome team. He's done a great job. Yeah. Uh, you got to hand Spears. I mean, this is a pretty pretty low. we got two loaded teams here. I mean, we couldn't ask for much more in the championship. These are usually the two best teams. Um, they're both loaded. And... It's, it's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> There's a lot of good, a lot of potential for some, some points in this one, I feel like. I'm nervous about Alshon Jeffrey, too. I mean, Foles and him have just something special. So, Jeffrey definitely springs to life. Part of that was the Rams' defense, but uh, they definitely have a better connection, whereas Wentz seems to be with Ertz. Uh, Cooper should be able to have a good game against Tampa. So, there's some really good matchups uh, on, the, on the ice cream side of the ledger. Um, all right, I will give the first prediction for the championship. It comes from Troy Spears. We talked before we got on the podcast. He said he's picking the dogs to win, but he wouldn't be surprised if he's able to shit some ice cream in this one. <laughs> in, true, in true Troy fashion. Um, I am going to take the dogs. I, I have to. There's, I've coined the phrase, no reason not to. There's a lot of reasons probably not to this week, but uh, I, if I'm not believing in myself, I don't know who else would. So I'll take the dogs, but it's going to be super sweaty. Go ahead, Phil. I'm going to go with the dogs. Uh, unfortunately, wow. I just like the core. Yeah, I like the core of uh, Gurley, Kamara, Hilton, and Ebron this week better, better than 
Mahomes, McCaffrey, Jeffrey, and, and Amari Cooper. I, I I just think those are more solid plays. The, the matchup, it's it stinks for Mahomes because he's such a dynamic player and he he literally could win this thing for for Spears. But the matchup is so bad that I, I just don't think he's going to be able to overcome it. And, and the dogs are going to win. But I I think it's high scoring and I think it's close. But I, I'm going to go with the dogs. Wow. Okay, I thought you were going to go a different direction there. I thought for sure. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, we can't ask for a better championship matchup here. This is a great Super Bowl. Um, two best teams in the league, in my opinion. Um, I like the matchups all over the place. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of points flying around. And, I mean, I got to love Gurley going for close to 30 points. I got to love McCaffrey going for close to 30 points. I think both quarterbacks have good games. Um and with that being said, you'll get my prediction in my championship preview that I promise will be out this week. <laughs> so Shane's going to go back to the old days where he's able to give us a little insight. No one no one writes a better preview than Shane. He always puts some kind of spin on it. He does a good job doing stuff like that. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, it it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, uh, but I'm super nervous. I haven't felt well. I think me and you. I was pretty nervous about that matchup, but I thought my team was right up there with you. But the year, the last year of the Jeremy League, the Sister Ida League, when uh, I was playing Fink and I lost because I started Mercedes Lewis at tight end over Antonio Gates. <laughs> that's that's in my head this week because I have some tough decisions to make. You do. Um, and when you lose a game because you make the wrong call, that can really mess with your head. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I feel like you have two two decisions to make, pretty much. I mean, yeah, Spears. I don't know that he really has a much decision. I mean, it comes down to his flex too. Is just about his only spot that he's switching. He's not changing anything. Yeah, his lineup set. Mike um, Mike Williams and Dante Pettis. That's his decision. Yeah. Um. Right now, Pettis is in there, and that's because I guess Keenan Allen's trending towards playing. So that's what he had said is leaning towards that. Yeah, I mean, for you, it comes down to making the right choices. I feel like. Yeah. Wow. Uh, are you going to pick the right guys? Is it going to matter if you pick the right guys? But the thing that I like about this matchup, I will say, is I mean. Usually the dogs are a front runner. They've been a front runner all year long, and you're gonna go into that Sunday night game. It comes down to that Sunday night game. You should be in the lead. <laughs> Hope so. Um, trying to hold off uh, Mahomes and Baldwin. So, how big is that lead gonna be going into Sunday night? You got to figure. Got to be up at least <laughs> thirty five points. Yeah, he's got now. the he's got the heavy hitters. One o'clock: McCaffrey, Jeffrey, Cooper. Um, then I come in at the four o'clock games with Gurley, Kamara, Cooks. And then, obviously, the night game, uh, like you said, I'm going to be trying to hold off Mahomes and Baldwin uh, and try to just keep a little bit of pace with Damian Williams. I definitely have some concerns about the defense, too. Uh, the Patriots lack athleticism, so there's players there's players on the Bills that are scary matched up against the Patriots. Um, and it's funny, I'm, I'm playing the Patriots, but I told you in your league to start Josh Allen. Um, <laughs> so I, I see a path to Allen giving them fits. We've seen Marcus Mariota be one of the few quarterbacks in the league that plays well against the Patriots. I think Allen's more athletic than Mariota. And then there's this this Foster guy that just 
catches like two balls a week for 110 <laughs> yards and a touchdown. Like it, um, I don't know if the Patriots have a player that can keep up with a guy like that. The Patriots are done. It, it, it's over. They have nobody to take the top off the defense. With Josh Gordon going out there, their their season's over. They're 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 done. Talking they, about the they, Patriots defense, Phil. <laughs> yeah. The Patriots defense. That's what we're talking about. Not their offense. I got it. Do you like their defense? Do you like their defense against I'm, Buffalo? I'm saying in general, they're 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 just they're they're done. Okay. I also need to give a shout-out, another shout-out to Papa Kaz. We talked about Shane playing in a championship game. Papa Kaz is also in a championship in one of the other leagues that I'm in with him. So he uh, he has the same decision you have to make between Williams and Ware. Right now, I think he's leaning Ware. Um, but he's going to have to make that decision as well. And then um, in Eddie's Dynasty League, did you see what happened with the quarterbacks? So the guy I'm playing in that championship, it's a two-quarterback league. His two quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newton. So Cam, uh, obviously not playing Rodgers, it sounds like he's going to play, but that was up in the air. So the two quarterbacks going up against me in that league are Jeff Driscoll and Aaron Rodgers. And if Rodgers were to not play, it would be Jeff Driscoll and Josh Johnson. Nice. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you got to like your chances. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Um so we'll see how that one goes. So, two title games for me: one for Shane, one for Papa Kaz this week. A lot, of, a lot of action going around. Quick question for you guys: Kareem Hunt hasn't played since Week Eleven. What's his running back ranking right now? Mm, uh, he is number eight. He well, yeah, you, you look, but. He's no, can you believe that? He hasn't played since week 11 and he's number 8. Yeah, and that's with a 4.9 effort in week 1. I mean, what? Wow. Like, that—that that is such a tough break, especially when it's not injury-related or it's not anything else. But um, So that was just one point I want to make. The other point I wanted to make was it's funny that <clears throat> I talk so much about, like, the matchups and, and points throughout the season and win-loss totals and, and all that. But at the end of the day, we get to the point where the two best teams are meeting in the championship. Like, whatever the process was, however we got here, we got to where the two best teams in the league are actually playing on, on Sunday for the championship, and that's exactly where you want to get in the league. So for all the complaining, for all the nitpicking on, on rules and, and points, and though I have so many points scored against me or I don't have any points scored against this other team, we got to the point that we want to get to, and, and it's going to be really exciting. The I, I agree the two best teams are there now, but I do want to give a shout-out to Fegley at this point because I think he had a better team than Troy at one point this year. Um, losing Melvin Gordon in the middle of his, his run towards the playoffs uh, was really big for that team. Yeah. Um, so I, I do need to give a shout-out to Fegley and the team that he put out there this year. The, that team deserved a better fate. <laughs> yeah, they were right there as well. That would have been uh would have been nice to see him at full strength, um, in the playoffs. So, yeah. But I agree with all with all the injuries and everything being said, we did get to probably the two best teams. Um, and the the other wrinkle in this is 
Will it be Spears and I drafting the divisions again at the playoff party, or will I just be setting the divisions for the whole week? <laughs> so if you forgot about that that wrinkle, uh, we reset divisions every two years, and the two champions in those two years have a have a snake draft to uh, determine the. the oh, I divisions. forgot about that. So that's a that's a fun wrinkle here for this week, <laughs> this uh, this week. I I already know where I'm going if I'm doing it by myself. So <laughs> I'm not doing what I did last time. I, I last time I got egged on by people. They told me that I wasn't that good, and I decided <laughs> to take as many of the big dogs in the league as I could in my division. And if I come out twice as champion with all those big dogs on my side. I'm I'm gonna lighten the load a little bit this year, so <laughs> just letting you guys know that. I think, I think having some of us might be lightening the load. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was gonna put you on the other side, but no You might want here. me in your division, buddy. <laughs> um so looking forward to a, a fun weekend obviously, and then we have the playoff party in a couple of weeks. It's looking like we're gonna get some good wild card games this year, so uh, Patriots have not played a wild card playoff game since is it two thousand nine? Yeah, or twelve maybe. Twelve. Two thousand twelve. So that would be great to see the Pats um, on wild card weekend. But I'm still thinking. Who would they play in twenty twelve? No, to think. I think they, they were. I don't think they were wild card twenty twelve either. I'm not. Um, let me try to figure that out quick. It's a good question. I don't ever remember them playing. Well, the last one that I can remember is 2009 when they lost to the Ravens. The Ravens. Ray Rice went bonkers on them. Um, it looks like it was 2009. 2009, 2006, 2005 of the Brady-Belichick era. Those are the only wild card weekends since 2001. Uh, and obviously they had the year in 2002 and 2008 where they didn't make the playoffs. Eight was the Castle year. 2002 was Brady's second year as a starter. Um, but every other year other than 2009, they have had a bye. <laughs> 2005, 2009, yeah. So, yeah, four four years since 2001 that they haven't had a first round bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty incredible. I think I didn't even realize this, but I think I heard a stat. They've played in the AFC Championship the last seven years. <laughs> That's insane. That's crazy. Um, so, just for some of our subscribers and listeners, cause can you repeat exactly when the the party is again? Location and and um, Sa- Saturday. Place? Saturday, July fifth. Four o'clock, my house. I'm not gonna save my house on where where I live <laughs> on the radio. If you're Just if, if ad, you're not address if, is fine. if you're not in the league, you're not invited. So maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll live podcast the party. I don't think we should do that. It's probably a bad idea. <laughs> it's bad radio. Yeah, yeah. Although I I did want to bring the GoPro to the draft. Nobody else wanted that done. I th- if you say we should bring a GoPro, that usually implies that you own one. I yeah, maybe maybe next year. Hey Santa, maybe Santa can bring you one. Yeah. How about 
So the Patriots have played. Can you tell me the last time who played in the AFC title game the Patriots were involved? Yep. Um, hold on, hold on. Steelers, Ravens. No. Broncos, Colts. No. That has never happened. Are you sure? Are you sure? 2009 was Steelers-Ravens. No, it was Patriots-Colts. The 2008-09 was Steelers-Ravens. The 2009-10 was Colts-Jets. Ew. And then the 2010-2011 was the last time was Steelers-Jets. Oh, God, I forgot about that. That was the can't-wait game. Yeah, Everybody talking about day defense. We got good defense too. Can't wait. You ready for next week? Can't wait. Yeah. Bart Scott. See you in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Can't wait. They got and they got smoked. It was twenty four nineteen. It was never that close. Yeah, a couple late scores to make it close. That was the Mark Sanchez era. Yeah. Yep, Mark Sanchez. The guy that beat Brady twice in the playoffs. He beat Manning once, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, not good enough to start over Josh Johnson for the Redskins. Colin Kaepernick also not good enough to start over Josh Johnson, but that's for another podcast for another day. All right, anything else? Anything else for the 2018 Sons of Fantasy Football League season from you guys? Nah, good luck to uh, the dogs and good luck to ice cream. Hopefully uh, this game is a little more exciting than it was uh, last season. Yeah, congrats to everybody playing this weekend for something actually meaningful. Um, I'm really invested in, in the championship game, surprisingly. like Normally when your fantasy team's out of it, you don't, you don't care all that much. I'm going to be refreshing my phone probably a thousand times on Sunday watching these. So I'm really excited. Congrats to those teams and hopefully the the championship is close coming down to the wire. I just hope it doesn't ruin Christmas for my family. That's all I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) say. That's all I will say. Alright, we're going to get another Wolf song. It's Christmas. This one's called Beats for Santa. It's going to take us home. Thanks to you guys for joining me. Thanks for all of you listening throughout the, the season. And, uh, yeah, we'll see who who's reigns supreme in the 2018 SOFFL. <laughs>